Okay. So I know a lot of you guys have been in this position before. I'm talking about when you're at work, someone is just talking to you, small talk, for just entirely too long of a time. I was in that position today. Uh, Said person just went right from one small small talk topic into the other seamlessly like like they were actually really good at it um but they just kept talking and talking and talking for so long and at, at some point you just use up all of your small talk minutes and you're just ready to move on and it's just crazy to me that people will tell you these stories and just go on and on and not realize you're not interested anymore. That's crazy. Exactly. That's a tough vibe. If I hit you with a couple, wow, that's crazy. In a row, it's just your cue. It's that's time to your pack cue. It up. Yeah, it's time to pack it up. It's just like there's only so much like I want to hear about, you know, your kid or your morning or, um, you know, your hobby at home, you making puzzles. Like there's just so much that I can take. And it just needs to stop. Don't people just like that scare on. you? Like they can't read your nonverbal language of like, you know, the facial expression of like, hey, leave me alone now. Because, you know, you never want to say it to somebody. But then you get to in your in your head and you're like, is this person like a sociopath? Like, do they understand that I don't care anymore? Like, is it, are they all self-centered? And if do I don't listen know? to this, something bad's going to happen, you know? I get scared. It's awkward, dude. Especially with the Frank, the... That's crazy. Like, if I, that's crazy, you, like, three, four times, like, the papers do. Like, you turn the paper in. It's over. And nine times out of ten, nothing's really being, like, said. It's just, like, talking to talk. Like, that's it. Like, there's no actual point because it wouldn't have taken that long to get to it. I can understand <laughs> trying to avoid doing work. Totally get that there. But that's work. N- nothing has made me want to do my job more than someone just talking. To yeah. Me. Especially someone oh, about that nonsense. Annoyance. It's rough. Yeah, that that's work in itself. Um especially when they talk about the same things just from last week. They bring up the same thing and it's like, yeah, I know. You already told me. I remember. The middle-aged mom in the office that just brings stuff up about her teenage kid. Like, just out of the blue. Just like, so, like, here's a picture of my son. I'm like, yo, you got to be careful with the phone showing me things. This is weird. And I don't care that Jimmy got a goal in the soccer game. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, you good know? for him. It's awesome. Yeah. Like, you Never know, gonna not meet this kid. against him. He's not my opposition. But yeah. I only need to know so much about him at the same time. Like, it's too much. Yeah, so that that's a rough person to encounter in the office. All right, what's worse than that? The person like that in the office or like the person like that in the bar? Oh, in the office cuz in the bar like you could, there's so many outs. Uh you're you're not at work, so who the who the fuck kind of cares, yeah. right? Like uh you're just drinking in a bar. I've asked people to stop just like please for the love of God. Stop. Yeah, and you don't work you don't work with these people like I don't care who you are and how much of a tough guy persona you put up. But you're not going to be rude to a coworker in the office, like well, it's just you're not. Yeah. Well, you know, with the yawn taking you're, over, you're just not. You try <laughs> not to. Yeah, but no, but like you're not. Yeah, though. you shouldn't. <laughs> <Let's> try <laughs> not the money. To. Um. So, 
it's just totally different. So I rather encounter that person at the bar for mm-hmm. sure. Um, there's a lot of bad people out there, you know? Mm-hmm. So t- ran into two when I was uh, in the Dominican last week. There was one guy, the reason why I asked about the bar, there was this one dude, his name is Mark. Fuck you, Mark, if you ever hear this. <laughs> Some random bozo from Connecticut who's in the <laughs> DR by himself, super suspect. We saw him at the pool like earlier in the day making out with some 19-year-old chick, real suspect. And then he runs up to like our group of people. Granted, this one girl like just got married and like her friend's there. And he just like sits down with us and starts macking on her friend. And every single one of us is like telling him to leave and he just wasn't leaving. And I was – it was – it got to the point where I was like, hey, man, like do we need to take you out or are you going to leave? And he finally left. But it was just like – he kept just saying the most egregious things to these women. And it's like, this girl just got married and you're like ruining her night and vacation, just being a total douchebag. And then the other thing I saw was on the same day as the wedding, they set it up. It was really nice, but there was like the one side of the reception area. It was like next to someone's room where they had a swim up pool and the people were like putting the hors d'oeuvres out for like, you know, cocktail hour afterwards. And this, like, one 45-year-old woman went and, like, jumped cannonball in her pool and, like, splashed water all over the table where the food was. <laughs> and it was just like, are you serious? And then on top of that, she had the balls to, like, go behind and throw the peace sign up and, like, photobomb wedding pictures. And, you know, that's the same type of person that if, like, you sneezed during, like, their any type of anything for them, they'd freak out. Yeah. How close is the public to this wedding? Um, it was like it was it was pretty close. So they have like this what, what do you call it? like a pavilion something, and it's like in the middle of the resort, um, and like the beach is right here. But there was just like that one room. And I mean, it was probably like a good twenty feet or so. So they probably should have been a little smarter about where to put the table. But it's like you hear music, you see a white dress. It's like have some feel, you know. Mm-hmm. People get a little bit of PTO and they don't know how to act. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Okay. Um, I know someone here wanted to talk about some TikTok hearings. I have no clue what yeah, that let's, is. Let's, so. I just want to touch base on this because it, it, I caught a couple minutes of it and it blew my fucking mind. So uh, they took the CEO of the American side of TikTok, right, the American branch or whatever, and did anyone did anyone else like see any? I clips? saw a little bit of it, dude. Oh, <laughs> the representatives that we have <laughs> are fucking bimbos. There were some very boomer dude, questions the, going. Like, the, how does the internet work with the, my data? Yeah, it's and and that's what I want want to touch on. Like, the people in our government are just so out of touch with what's going on, especially with like the internet and how rapidly it's changing. This guy's like, so if I have TikTok on my phone and I'm in my house, is it going to connect to the Wi-Fi? And he's like, yeah, that's that's how we enter the Internet. And then I'm watching this other guy point out that, uh, you know, it's a hearing to learn more about how TikTok works, right? The, fu- the fucking one lady spoke for over 80-something percent of her time. So who's actually listening to this? Not them. People so, that talk so, too much. So there's no... Exactly. People that They're talk everywhere. too much because they want to <laughs> fucking say what they have to say. Which is nothing. But... A filibuster. Go, go back. Uh, I'll wrap it up because you guys just go watch some of his fucking hilarious. No, it is wild. I the, saw one. I will interject real quick. Go ahead. <clears throat> I saw one and 
some guy was asking, um, you know, the representative of TikTok, and he was like, um, asking him all these questions, and you know, this guy was doing pretty well, but then he was like, uh, "How do you, um, you know, make sure someone is of certain age?" And he's like, "Well, we require them to, uh, you know, put in the age, and yeah, age you know, they date. tell us, and then." <clears throat> And then he was like, uh, well, how can you confirm that? And he was just like, okay, well, we, you know, we have this technology where we can go across their other social media platforms to, to verify this. And the one senator, I don't even know, congressman, I don't even know who it is. Me either. But he was like, oh, that's kind of creepy, huh? And he was just like, well, it's the internet. It's public data. Mm-hmm. He shut him down pretty good, too, the one time. They were, you know, again, asking stupid questions, and he was like, you guys have had Zuckerberg in here, and he was like, you guys were fine with Twitter suppressing a bunch of information. Like, we don't do anything different than all these other companies you guys aren't interrogating right now, so I don't see what the big deal is. China. Yeah, I think the the funniest thing is just uh, boomers and asking questions about the internet. That just never gets old. It's great. It, yeah, how do yeah. I unplug my TikTok? <laughs> yeah, that that I can what watch. I can watch clips like that for hours. Yeah, I, it, it, it never is, gets old. If anyone has some time, just sit down and watch how like the people in charge of making decisions, how they communicate over the stuff you use every single day, and it'll blow your mind. I feel like you'll learn a lot more about what you believe in as a person just by listening to them talk as your leaders hopeless i hear that okay well i'll drink a beer to that because it is hopeless stress stress me out they should lower (laughs) they should lower the drinking age and the age you could be a politician those are those are my two prerogatives for president yes okay so we got some seven sirens uh from our very own bethlehem seven sirens brewing company we have a beer called stargazer it's a new england ipa with cascade zaka zaka is that how you say it? And Ayahuasca. Southern Star. Ayahuasca, yeah. Uh, it's 7.4%. Your typical New England uh, IPA. It's pretty hazy. Uh, it's pretty good. I mean, 7.4, this drinkability is high. I mean, something like this. It kind of tastes like... It's, it kind of tastes like a citrus type juice, not exactly orange juice, but a citrus mm-hmm. type juice with some bite at the end. So a little, little grapefruit? Yeah. A little grapey. Yeah, it gives you that bite at the end for sure. Have a description. Um, it, this tastes like this tastes like a mimosa with a drop of orange juice. Yeah. Feel like a drop of grape juice, honestly. Yeah, and a drop of just a drop though. It tastes like a bitter divorce. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I feel like that's what it tastes like to me. I feel like this is a little hazier than like most New Englands that I drink. No, yeah, I mean, else? I would say this is kind of right on par. Seven point four though for for that high ABV, um, and I could drink these. All day, really. Yeah, I don't Who know what it too? is flavor-wise, but definitely does taste grapefruity. Can's awesome. Stargazer, but there's like a like a warship on it with some purple. It's got the purple sky, the stars, but then it's just like a warship. Okay. So. USS Sirens. Oh, okay. I like that. I'm going to go a 7.4, just like the ABV. 8.1. Uh, eight, eight I love this. It's actually a lot smoother than most New Englands, in my opinion. 
um, there's like a tail end bite, but it it doesn't last. So I could slug these. Uh, yeah, I don't really like this one that much personally. It's just like I don't know. I get, just tastes like a grapefruit skin a lot to me. But um, it's still a good IPA though. I will give it that. So I'll give it like a five point three and middle it out. Yeah, I'm kind of there with Eli. I the my the initial sip is like really refreshing. Um, like it's it's very crisp and smooth. Um, but I am getting I just have that grapefruit taste in the aftertaste, and I'm not the biggest grapefruit fan. Um, so gonna go six point seven for you know it's very refreshing, great can. Uh, just the I don't know what it, what fruit that is, but I'm not really loving it too much. It's a one and done for me. All right, perfect. Uh, so that's our beer of the week, Seven Sirens Stargazer. Uh, moving on to some college basketball. The Final Four is set. Uh, we had some good games, some really good games in the Elite Eight. Uh, what I don't understand is some people are putting down this tournament because it's a bunch of teams that, for the most part, don't have the biggest fan bases. Um, and I get it, right? You know, last year we had Kansas, Villanova, Duke, UNC, a bunch oh, of blue buds. But people don't understand. So just live in the moment. Like, who fucking cares, man? Just enjoy these games for what they are. Who cares if it's a a team that will never be here again? Uh, I just, I, I, you're just lame if if you don't if you're putting down this this uh, this year's tournament because. You know, there's no good, quote unquote, good teams and, and all the one seeds are gone. And I think I saw it was the, the first time since seeding began that a number one seed did not make it to the Elite Eight. It's awesome. Like, just enjoy that the ride. Cool. It, just enjoy it, man. Like, who cares? Um, and we had some great games, uh, some really good good games, um, honestly. Uh, UConn's just been dominating. So, you know, that's whatever. But FAU and Kansas State, another phenomenal game. And it's crazy to think that FAU went from getting a lucky foul call in the first round to the final four. That's really cool. It just shows you how crazy this tournament is. Um, Miami, the U, making appearance, making the, uh, you know, the university uh, national again. Uh, what else? San Diego State. Jared, Mountain West, how do you feel about that? That's, you were trying to fade him in the beginning, and now we got one we, in the... We got uh, two, two to three got bounced in the first round, so that was a winner. I know I sent a little chat-out to the guys in the Fantasy League. One's in the Final Four, though. Yeah. Well, I haven't... I I stopped fading them after they made it to the Sweet 16, the round 32. That's when I was like, I'm taking my foot off the gas, fading them, because it's like, all right, they... They got through that little bubble right there, and then, it's, you know, you never know what can happen, and here we are. And you love to see it. I'm just a little sad... Um, that these two teams, Florida Atlantic and San Diego State, meet because they're obviously like the two biggest underdogs. Left. I hear you. I wish it was the other way around. Yeah, and then we'd like get to see both in. of them. Because like if it was FAU versus Miami, then UConn yeah. versus San Diego. Yeah, and State. then you could see those two. You know, you at know, least one Florida of the Atlantic or both. Like how I'm right with you. Like I love. I don't get why people aren't excited about these like mid tier schools doing really well. Like that's the whole point. And like. It's another reason why we get really frustrated with the college football playoff because do you like waking up and going to work and doing the same thing every day? Like nobody likes routine blandness. Like it's called March madness. Like give us chaos and, and that's sports. And that's why we love sports because anyone can win at any given time. And it's 
I'm, I hope one of those two schools win. I think UConn's going to walk away with it. Um, it's tough because UConn's definitely the most talented their team Their defense left. is unreal. They're, uh, them in Miami, kind of arguably the uh, best coach team left. I feel like that never works out, though. The favorite know, doesn't man. always win. I don't know. So dude. it'd be cool to see a Miami, San Diego State, or FAU win. Nikki, Nikki Q hooked me up, guy in the chair, when I was texting you guys, had a fire on UConn, and it was a rocking chair. Win. I mean, to shut Gonzaga down like that, I mm-hmm. just... There's got to be the, you know, the feeling going around the locker room for those guys. Like you win a game like that against, you know, against Timmy. It's momentum. Who who else is going to beat us? You know what I mean? We just blew out one of the best teams in the country, and it's Miami. Like you said, is really if they beat Miami, I don't. I, who's San Diego State or Florida Atlantic isn't going to beat UConn? Yeah, especially with Sonogo banging down low. It's actually crazy. Sonogo started fasting for Ramadan. Uh, this past Wednesday, I think. So he played the Elite Eight game. No food, no water all day. That's, That's crazy. Wow. No water. That's Damn. insane, bro. Wow. No food or water all day. This guy goes out and is just playing phenomenally. The, the highest level of college basketball in the world. In the world. And this guy's no food or water. That is crazy. Just is he allowed to like, get an IV before the game? <laughs> no, nothing, dude. That that's no, insane. No How do you not get a cramp? Yeah, <laughs> probably did. Oh, he's cramping, dude. That, that guy's stiff right now. So e- even even this upcoming game, because I'm sure it's still going on. I'm not sure exactly how long it goes for, but it's got to still be going on for, uh, you know, this Final Four game this uh, this Saturday. Wild. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Wow, kudos to him to be able to like stick through the phase. Yeah, amongst then, this. So but it's funny. So the Miami UConn game. The coaches are the exact opposite. Danny Hurley, intensity, always in it. Like this guy has a scowl on his face, even though his team's up 30 points in the fourth quarter. But, you know, his uh, his guy coming off the bench makes a mistake. And then there's Jim Laranega, the coach of Miami, and he's the chillest dude ever. Like he is just uh, really stepping into the grandpa role in the team. Uh, he's got the white hair, you know, just a really old looking dude, especially <laughs> when he's with his team. It was a really funny line in, in the game, uh, the Miami game, um, against, uh, against Texas. And I, I think it was, you know, two minutes left in the game. I mean, just the intensities through the roof and he's sitting with his boys on the bench and he's like, you guys having fun yet? Huh? Love that. This is what it's all about. Love that. It's just like that's cool. And you know, that kind of brings a sense of relief, I feel like, to to the kids on the team. You know, it's like okay, I can relax. Like it's you know, the pressure is kind of taken off their shoulders by, you know, the coach making light of uh of the situation. Uh pretty excited. It should be a a good final four. It's a legendary line. We got two great weekends lined up here. We got final four and the natty, and then you know we turn around for a tradition like no other. Mm, Golfing. How about it? Oh yeah. Radio birds. This weekend kind of sucks, but the weekend after that, we're there. Oh yeah, baby. And we get to golf soon because it's getting nice out. Oh yeah, the weather. How about it? Sheesh. Jim Nance and the Masters, a combo. Unlike any other. Yeah. Unlike I wish I lived in his other. backyard. <laughs> How many balls would you put into his window? Because, you know, he's, his house is on the right, and then the chipping green is, like, probably, like, 60 yards just, like, right off. And it's, like, if you have the shanks one day, dude, 
I'm just a little chipping troll in his backyard. That's where I live. <laughs> yeah, right. It'd be great. Just holes out from anywhere in the yard after four years. Turn yourself into Annie Magus, like, and be one of those little, uh, like, like Frank says, the trolls or what are they called? <laughs> the the guys that they have like the little hats, underpants gnomes, the gnomes. gnomes. <laughs> you just a gnome, and then when he leaves, you just turn, you just go inside, grab a shit, shit get right. out there, and start grinding. Yeah. So. um yeah, I mean, the Valera Open this weekend, not much to talk about. No, I do have Ty- Taylor Montgomery, my one and done. I bet on him 25 to 1, bet on him top 20. He's in my one and done league. That's all I have. Jared, do you have anything I'm this gonna weekend? going to bet all or? the Texas boys. Yeah, that's cool. I like you know, that. T- Texas forever, baby. <laughs> hey. You're still yeah, there mentally. <laughs> Texas forever. Okay. Um, so, where do I want to move to? We got something coming back. We got something gearing up for the playoffs. Uh, definitely want to wrap it up with NFL, but where do you guys want to go? Pitch clock. Yes. Uh, okay. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. We'll start with uh, we'll start with something that's starting tomorrow. Um, so, for you guys listening to this right now, yesterday, MLB's back. Opening day. Tomorrow, Thursday, well, March thirtieth. A new MLB is when here. you guys, when you guys will be, back. You guys will be listening to this. The Yankees will be want to know on yeah. Friday. Oh, I like that. We like that. We love yeah. to hear that. I am excited because I say it all the time. Baseball betting on the MLB is my second favorite thing to bet on. I just love it, man. There's just nothing about a day game starts at one p.m. You're at work. You got two guys on the mound. It just, it, there's a lot, man. Baseball's, you know, it's, it's romantic. It's just, uh, it's just a love that it's like your first love in high school. That's what baseball is like. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> it's I miss her. <laughs> yes. But two different I am, directions. <laughs> I am all for the, the rule changes. Jared, I don't I know love how sh- you, I love no more shift. Huge fan of the game. Okay, but what about the bases being bigger? I'm all about fine, a bigger base. Fine with it. Less, less injuries, injury. less people. Yeah. I just don't like the pitch clock. Oh, I knew you were going to I don't mind the pitch clock in the regular season until August and September when, you know, you have a – Joe West is retired. So we'll go Angel Hernandez type personality. <sighs> I mean, you're going to you're gonna see it, man. You're gonna, How about this? Sergio Romo um, re-signed as a giant. So, and played in the expedition game over the weekend so he could retire a giant. His first pitch was a ball because it was a pitch clock. And the guy was taking, a, you know, he was being respectful, taking his time to get in the box so, like, Romo could get his round of applause and everything. And, you know, he's three rings, big guy over there. And they called a ball first first pitch because of the pitch clock. They and it's a, like the umpire. Have a little bit of fucking feel, dude. They got a pitch snitch like a ball boy. So and he's just sitting there like, with a buzzer the second it goes zero. It's just like, dude, like baseball is it's not a game that's meant to be played. You know, you're running around. And, it, it, you know, honestly, the hardest part about the game is like when your adrenaline gets going. It's not like basketball or football where you can like physically exhaust that rush of energy out of your body so like you're shaking you know it's like you got to get your breath and like really focus on controlling your body because you're amped up but it's like a sport where you stay still you know what i mean like you don't move a lot so if you move too fast or too slow problem so what's what's an adequate 
time then? Because there, there, there's so many times. I and think mostly, 25 seconds should be if that was the thing. But then again, it's be the, it's going to be the same time. The nice thing is that they're not doing the pitch clock for the playoffs. So it's like yeah. when the games really are awesome and, I mean, and baseball fair. is it's at its best. They're not they're not going to do it through a billion games. But dude, I tell you, I'm going to tell you this right now. We're going to come in one Wednesday and we're all going to be really pissed off because the Yankees are going to have gotten fucked on some bullshit pitch clock dumb shit and it's going to be you know it's going to be a subjective scenario well I, I don't expect cole to actually win us a game so well he's lights out in the regular season <laughs> you know we'll see what happens in october unless he's pitching for the astros and he's great so. Peyton Manning. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay so my thing with major league baseball is this at this point i'm all i'm all for the wacky weird rule changes they do I love the bigger bases, love the pitch clock, um, but I am also for kind of moving away from those things in the postseason. My thing is, I think, and I know, Jerry, you're not going to want to hear this, but I think the baseball purists are the ones that are going to kill, continue to kill baseball. I think them being so reluctant to these rule changes, it just makes baseball not fun. Yeah, like baseball supposed to be fun. I hear you. And the fact that it's not entertaining a younger crowd, I mean that you want to keep getting fans. Um, you want the sport and to you die. want to you want to keep entertaining a younger crowd because that younger crowd becomes baseball fans over the span of their life. I think that's why they got rid of the shift though. To go back to hey, let's get away from analytics. Let's play. Let's take get rid of the shift. Yeah, more base hits, I more like defense. The way the game's supposed yeah. to be played. I mean, I'm I'm all at this point. I'm all for the pitch clock. I think I think baseball needs to cut down on the regular season games. There's just too many yeah. baseball games, yeah. and that's just a fact. The COVID like, season was like my favorite season of baseball. Yeah, I mean, seriously, I I really do think that they should bring back the seven inning doubleheaders. If if you have to make up a game, if there's any sort of makeup game, and you have to play a doubleheader, play seven inning games. The day who drink at Yankee cares? Stadium. Yeah. Like who cares? I loved I um, love the doubleheader. I like doubleheaders are awesome. Th- yeah, those were sick, and it, it's just I don't know, man. I, I I I finally do think baseball is kind of moving in the right direction, but I also think that I mean they're the only sport where I've been like um, like Twitter's came came down on me for a copyright issue because I posted like a baseball clip. Baseball is the only sport that still care about other people sharing their clips. Like it's wild to me that this entity major league baseball doesn't want their clips shared amongst the masses. If it's not them sharing it, that just blows They're my so mind. Hyper profit cool. focus. That blows my fucking mind. The one thing I will say, just a little additional input on the rules thing I feel like in some ways, though, there it is an attempt to kind of like nerf pitching because pitching has progressed so much oh, yeah. faster and further and so much better than hitting has. And there's definitely like a boring dynamic to that. I mean, like you appreciate it as a pure fan, but like it's almost like an update, dude. Like they're like, we have to <laughs> make more strenuous environments for these pitchers. Is you guys got you have these guys throw out of their minds dude it's not even weird to see like 102 103 and now you got like 19 year olds throwing like 99 it's like it's almost even like what they see coming like 
you can only hit so good. You can only be so strong. Whereas, like, dude, the shoulder, I don't know if it's just we're just adapting as science. human beings like science. everything else. It's just science. But pitching is moving faster than any other anything in any sport compared to its opposition. Like, I think at least 100%. Yeah, and the only time those games are fun where it's like – you know, three hits, 10 Ks are playoff games because you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. Like, hey, who's going to get the big hit? You know what I mean? Who's going to get the big hit and like get the energy going? Then it's fun. But if you're going like I'm going to the Yanks Jays game, uh, Tristan got me tickets for my my birthday. We're going in April. And if it's dude, if it's a game where it's like 20 strikeouts and four hits, that's not exciting at all. Like it, the, the game is definitely more fun. When there's runners on base, the ball is getting put in play and defense is being made. And that's why, you know, you guys call me a purist. But, dude, baseball is definitely a lot cooler in the 1900s because it wasn't taking eight hours because guys weren't having seven pitch at bats and then striking out. It was like maybe a pitcher throws three pitches to one batter. He puts the ball in play and there's action. And he's smoking a cigarette the whole time. There's first pitch hits. (laughs) There's You know what I mean? Like first pitch balls in play and the game moves along. And that it's more fun when the ball is in play. That's you know, and like to Eli saying, it's way harder now to see the ball in play because of how ridiculously strong and agile these pitchers are becoming to just throw flame for. It's ridiculous, and I mean the fact that guys can even hit a hundred miles per hour is just nuts. Yeah, it is wild. Um, <clears throat> I also think though that with the way pitchers are coming up, like hitters are seen a lot earlier. So, I mean, it does kind of even out, but then baseball does the weird shit where they're focused on hitters for a year, but then they're focused on pitchers and they take, they give yeah. the juice balls, they take away the juice balls, they give the fucking substance to the pitchers and they take it away. Like you just see Rob Manfred has zero control yeah, over the just, game. He, he just sucks. doesn't know. Like I blame it on the MLB front office. They don't know what the fuck they're doing, and they are the worst front office across all major league sports in North America, and that's a fact. Like it, it's just insane. Concur. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll see. Speaking of ball rollbacks, you guys talk about the golf balls last week. We did not with no. the Masters coming up. How do we feel about that? I mean, that just sucks. Yeah, it's stupid. Don't like substitute your courses not being hard enough by making the course is harder to play. Yeah, that's like fair. that's like just shucking off accountability. Changing. Yeah, cuz like the uh, there should be honor and architecture. They got good enough the that they dominate what you deemed as the highest level. And that's your job to then go out there and create a new highest level to compete at. The Briggs was like the, the coolest thing about golf is that like we as the amateurs and the pros like use the exact same equipment. Mm-hmm. You and I mean like can afford the same equipment well, no, not for it, it, it comparable in terms too. of golf balls. You exactly. can see if a dude's tanking 350 and they're doing the same in the PGA, you're like, wow, he belongs up there. But if they have different balls and they're playing different and one is nerfed and the other isn't, there's a lot of nerfing right now in sports. What's up with notice. sports? Yeah, you, like you said, <laughs> updates. They just The people that don't play the sports got to stop determining what happens in the sport. It's the deep pockets. Man. Yeah, I feel like yeah. none of the golfers were for this except Rory, who's honestly kind of getting on my nerves just because he's like the – Poster boy, and he's like, he's like the PGA Tours, like a brownie just like point. bitch boy. He's like brownie points. Like he does whatever they say, kind of thing. He's a Joe Biden of the PGA. That's kind of starting to annoy me. I think Frank hates everybody. I like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? I started with Rory. I started with Rory with full swing. 
like him being as like hardo as he was, that was just I haven't seen it yet. So let me watch I think that and was I'll just bring lame. my opinion back. And afterwards. then him being the only guy on tour to be like, Oh yeah, I'm all for this. Like, bro, like shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, no, you're, you're, you're just, just telling you're, you're just doing yes what the fucking Monahan's telling you what to do. You know why? Because he wants his job in the booth when he's done golfing. Yeah, but I mean I get it. Like I don't I'm not mad at He'd him, I don't blame there. him for it, but like I'm just kinda over yeah, you just don't want to deal with it. That's not you. Yeah. You're not that I don't guy. Bl- I don't blame him for it. At least you know of he won't win not. next week. So. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's move on to some NBA. I know we have, I believe, um, the eight or seven most important games in LeBron's career coming up. Let's uh, Let's see where the Lakers are right now. Yeah. Looking at the standings, 37 and 38. They're the ninth seed, so they're in the playoff tournament. They're around. If the season ends today, they're in the tournament to get into the real playoffs. Um, do you guys think it's going to happen? Well, I have a Lakers ticket at plus 84, and they're at 28. So I'm feeling better than I was when I put money down. Fair. You know what's kind of crazy? About, you know what's kind of crazy about the West? The three seed in the West, the Sacramento Kings, 45 and 30, they haven't clinched the playoff spot yet because the West is that close. Yeah. So they're 45 and 30. And then the next three seeds are all, all have 40 wins. And then starting at, uh, the, the play in game, the Dallas Mavericks are the 11 seed. Wow. And they're the same exact record as the Oklahoma City Thunder, the, those two are a half game behind the Lakers. Um, and then the Lakers are a half game behind the Pelicans for the eighth seed and so on and so forth. It's just crazy how tight the West is right now still. So if, for example, the Lakers win, you know, the next six games straight, they can bounce up to the fourth seed potentially. That is That's crazy. Just, it's just how close <laughs> gonna be great all finish. the teams in the West are right Off now. like is, 80 games. That's insane. Is insane. It's what you want to see in sports, dude. And then going, going to the East to compare the top four seeds in the East right now have all clinched the playoffs where the third seed in the West have not clinched the playoffs yet. That's kind of crazy. Um, That's go, nuts. Going back to the East though. The Knicks, right now the fifth seed, which is great. Knicks tape. Yeah, which is great <laughs> because as of right now, we would play the Cleveland Cavaliers in the first round, which is a lot better than playing the 76ers, the Celtics, or the Bucks because the Sixers are rough right now. The Sixers are rough, <laughs> but Embiid's going to come back for the playoffs no matter what. Knicks so, lock up the uh, fifth seed with a win tonight, right? Yeah, so, so if, the, if they do that, they'll lock themselves in. Um, and it's nice not playing – and I'm realistic, right? If if the Knicks played the 76ers, the Celtics, or the Bucks in the first round, that's all loss. I'm just going to be real. But with the Cavaliers, there's a chance. And then in the second round after that, anything could happen. I could see you beating um, the Sixers, though. I could see you getting by. Celtics, If no. Embiid gets hurt with Bucks, a healthy no. Embiid, no. Eh, you never know. Weird yeah, I, thing. We just I, talked about March Madness, dude. Yeah, yeah I guess Weird so. Weird things have happened. That's very true. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll take the, I will take the Bucks, Celtics, and Sixers against the field, whatever odds you guys want to give me. To, to win, to win, win everything? Chip. Yeah. Those the Lakers three teams are going to win. We just talked about that. Why I just, you? I think the best teams come from the East. Oh, I, I agree. But just for the simple fact that I can get a guaranteed 
other team in the finals, like I, what what kind of odds are you talking? Oh, I I t- told you my teams, and you know you can determine. We have to set the odds. I feel Wait. like it's your bet what, though. Pl- plus three hundred for the field. That's fair. I take that. All right, I'm in. Because I'm essentially just banking on the West winning at that yep. point. Yeah. So I'm banking on the Nuggets, Grizzlies, Suns. Will I mean Kevin Durant coming back? So I'll yeah, I'd probably take that. Um, yeah. So the NBA, it's crunch time. Yes, it is. Playoffs are starting very soon. Um, See what happens. It. Yeah. Anyone else have any uh, NBA talk? Mm-mm, I no. hope the Mavericks can get it together though, because I tailed Eli on that future. Mavs Lakers, keep your eyes open. They're there. It could get fun. I don't. I don't Ma- know what the right Mavericks now. The, are doing. the Mavs are a half game out of, or no, they're tied with the Thunder for the ten seed. They're just, I don't know, I guess sometime. Dude, they just, Jaden they Hardy, get in. Jaden Hardy has been an absolute steal as a second-round pick lately. He's um, he's averaging 16.4 points per game. Coming in the league, putting that kind of numbers up. If Getting drafted in the second round, that's yeah, pretty impressive. You know, a lot of the second, I, I feel yeah, like for the, the most NBA, part, yeah. if the, he gets in better, the NBA, that's really anything good. after the first round, you're probably not going to make yeah, it. Yeah, and that's, all, yeah. that's really impactful. And if... Kyrie and Luca can get that together, and if he can elevate his game to twenty points per game, yeah, and yeah, to that point, dude, the big thing is like Kyrie and Luca. If they can figure it out in the playoffs, to the point where no one has anything written up to defend what they're just actively finding, they'll be in a good spot. They're they're a they're a dark horse for sure. They're a lottery ticket. Yeah, no, no doubt. Good odds. They're well, about last, the same. One last thing with the NBA that I have to address. It's just kind of funny that um, Luca was all happy and dandy before Kyrie, and then after Kyrie, he's like, "Yeah, basketball is not fun to me anymore." That's he nice. literally said that. That is kind of that's kind of rough for Kyrie and all the Kyrie backers. Um, okay, the NFL. There's two people in this room right now that have been directly affected by some recent news. One, not so good. The other, very good. Um, so I'll start with the not good Saquon. news. I'll start with the not good news, and I will give the floor to Jared because he's losing Lamar Jackson. So, Jared, your thoughts. We, we had this conversation a couple weeks ago, so I'll be brief. Um, I don't care where Lamar goes. I'll always be a Lamar fan. I love watching him play football. Um, I'm going to send him an email. You know, I do. Have, <laughs> I have an MBA in business. He doesn't email have an agent. <laughs> he doesn't have an agent. So, you know, maybe he'll just be like, yo, dude, I'll hire you for, you know, I'm not going to ask for much. Maybe just like 5k more than what I'm making now. And, uh, you know, whatever he wants to do is fine. If I could just like be his agent, you know, he's a cool dude. So maybe he'll be like, yeah, sure. Why not? We'll get a fee. Yeah. Um, I just, again, I still don't understand how nobody wants him. Um, a lot of teams need quarterbacks and I, what, here's what I, I would rather him get traded just as a fan of the player than to see him sit on the tag. Because I think if he sits on the tag, that's going to ruin his whole career. Take a whole year out of the NFL. What is he going to be doing? It's going to be hard to come back to the team the next year. Like, just play and get the reps and with him at him at under center the ravens like we're, we are a super bowl contender so hey play under your tag if you win the super bowl great then you can really press the ravens for the money if they don't want to give it to you give them the double barrel finger and you walk out of there a hero 
you know? So my thoughts on Lamar, and it is tough on both sides because it's awkward because he doesn't have an agent, right? So during the whole negotiation process, it's negotiation. A lot of you guys know what goes in to a negotiation, right? You're using your tactics to get a better price for your side. Mm -hmm. So instead of everything going through an agent, he saw all the negotiation tactics, uh, you know, firsthand, meaning obviously the Ravens to get a better price brought up a lot of things that probably upset him, which is understandable, but it's also understandable for the Ravens to bring up those things and said negotiations because that's what you do in negotiations. You try to get the best price for your side. Um, so, so that's kind of tough, right? So you start with that and it's essentially the Ravens telling Lamar everything that's wrong with him. So in his mind, he's like, well, fuck them, yeah. which is understandable. No, I get it. But it's yeah. also understandable in for me, the Ravens blah, blah. to do the same, to do what they're doing because it's a negotiation. So then you move on to the point where um, Lamar's already dissatisfied. Um, and the Ravens, now at this point, the Ravens should have been like, okay, he doesn't have an agent. It's kind of tough. You know, maybe we will pay a little more. That's your franchise quarterback. Like, how do you let him walk away from your team? I mean, he fell to you. Like, in in that one draft, at that point, I mean, maybe because, I don't know, the league's a little racist still, and everyone did think he was a running back at that point. He falls all the way to the 32nd pick, and he becomes the league MVP at 24 years old. And I get the injury stuff, and I get all that. But why wouldn't you overpay now? And you have Lamar. And if he gets hurt, yeah, you still might kind of suck. But without Lamar, you're going to suck anyway. So it's like, so, why not just pay him? So the the one point out of all this is that not having an agent and you doing the negotiations directly, like very admirable Like if you want to take that on and be that guy. But being a negotiator and then being the player – are yeah. two different types you gotta of set your ego aside a little They're bit. Two different types of personality. So you know, Lamar might be like, "I, I, I deserve this." So that's his approach, and the team is very turned off by it because they think like he's not willing to budge. Whereas an agent is just a filter, like that. Agents or mediators in negotiations filter a lot of the bullshit on the yeah. buyer and seller yeah. side to make it a conversation and also to frank's point to save relationships yeah. exactly. between the buyer and seller yeah there's plenty of deals where like the, the said. agent had to fucking edit a lot of the things that were said on on my side of the party because i'm like fuck like gunho like fuck you it's well, not, yeah obviously you know. you're gonna start at your lowest end and the yeah. other side is going to start at their highest end. And you're going to make your point. And, and you're going to make your way but, to the middle. But, but if, you read, but, if you but read Lamar's tweets, you know he doesn't really understand about negotiation but, but and setting value. That is an art at, at the end of the day. Like, that's its own support. You know what I mean? So Yeah, but all that aside, though, I think the Ravens fucked up. Like, yeah. okay, yeah, he chose not to have an agent. That's his choice. 
that's your guy. I mean, yeah, they're sending MVP, themselves into a rebuild. MVP of the league at 24. And I get the injury thing, but, and it also kind of sucks that the Browns and the Haslam's just kind of fuck the market by giving Deshaun Watson a fully guaranteed contract. Yeah. <laughs> and I get that, but it's the most important position in all of sports. You don't, don't even argue the quarterback is the most important position across all sports in the world. I don't care what anyone says. That's just what I think. Here's the question, though. So Lamar's 26 now. Is he going to be as good when he's 34? But the thing is, you sign him Ooh, to win no now, though. Like, but he hasn't won now. But he he has individually he has. Well, yeah. I mean, the he's Ravens, got one playoff win. And the if the Ravens, Ra- the Ravens gave him a better environment to operate in, that's th- their fault. Yeah. If we had yeah. a, if we yeah, had receivers, like they can win. Thing. And, and no doubt, you know. I I fully believe that giving quarterbacks ridiculous contracts does fuck the team. I mean, look at Brady though. He was willing to take a pay cut to get and, the wins. And then look at Aaron Rodgers. He wants yep. a huge contract and Doesn't everyone win, and on the bitches. team leaves because they're not going to be get paid as okay, well. Okay, but look at so. the last quarterback to win the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes. He just got a mega ex- extension. Like, yeah. it just, it all, it's Do you tough. think they ever collude, the owners? Do you think they ever pick kind of a scapegoat to prevent the ceiling from consistently rising? 100%. They, and do you I, think maybe they possibly could have, even with good pick argument, the, pick picked the worst Lamar? Guy. Pick the worst guy, dude. No, I guarantee you because I know. F- well, it's dude, just he could have got a crazy deal. All the all the owners were definitely so fucking tight when that Deshaun Watson deal got announced. Yeah, because now they have to pay more than that. They don't have a choice. But again, though, the NFL can't just boast itself as the most profitable league. You know, they're the they're they're it, and in the world, the NFL is it. Yes, and you can't just not play pay your players because some rule you made in the nineteen fucking sixties when teams were defaulting. That's the only reason these owners don't want to pay these guys because when they have a contract, all that guaranteed money has to go into escrow. Meaning, as soon as your franchise signs this player, whatever money it's guaranteed, you have to put that dollar amount. Up front, right away in escrow. So that's why these owners don't want to, don't want these guaranteed contracts because they don't want to put the up the money, you know, right then and there. And that's just at a standstill with a third party. But that rule was made, but they should just do away with that rule because that rule was made back in the day when, you know, teams were going bankrupt and it was to help the players and now it's hurting them, but it was to help the players. When you would sign a contract and the team would go bankrupt and then they wouldn't owe you shit because they're done. Like that would suck. Yeah. But now it's, it's hurting them because this money has to go in escrow right away. That's why these owners don't want like, like, um, Jim Irsay. He, he's, yeah, you know, he's technically a billionaire, but he's kind of poor because all his money is tied in to the wealth of the team. You know what I mean? A great team that always has a reliable quarterback. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's kind of tough. I mean. Does he play on the contract? Like on the franchise tag? No. He's, he's, you don't think he's so? moving. No, I think that's moving. stupid. No. Because I don't. Here's the other thing. I don't The think Ravens are going to trade him, bro. No team is going to trade two picks for Lamar. Two first rounds. Why not? Why wouldn't they? Yeah, I yeah why that. wouldn't well, they, bro? Uh, well, especially could, if a team has an excess. Teams, the that, could, teams that could win now. No, listen. Teams that could win now. 
that would be great fits, and they're missing pieces of the quarterback, the New York Jets. And moving on to our next segment, because things are looking good for the franchise as a whole, the Washington Commanders. Why wouldn't Magic Johnson why make wouldn't it happen? one of those two teams go for Lamar, no matter what yeah. you had to put up? Speaking about Washington. I don't know if the Ravens will accept the trade, though. And like you said, they might be shooting themselves in the foot because really all you're getting is one first round draft pick. You already no, have they, a first round they draft have pick. to accept the trade because Lamar's not going to play for them. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought that's how that worked. Yeah, well, Lamar's you, not going to play. Dude. Don't you have a chance to like renegotiate or something? No, they have a chance to match. So then you just pay him what he wants. Well, they don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. I think they want to hold out as long as possible. I think I, they already I, messed it up. I think you want to hold out as much as possible. I mean, I, I, I that's think all. Just, that's the only logical thing I could see them doing is trying to let the market determine his value and then be like, okay, we're going to pay X amount above this. Just no, but to they're break. not. They're not going to pay the market's value yeah, though. I, I mean, it is what it but is. But anyway, here we go. Six the Washington season. Commanders. The uh, the bid sheet was finally submitted and it met the requirements for Dan's, Dan Snyder to Seven sell the billion. team. Seven billion. How are you feeling, man? You might have a oh, new I, owner. Yeah, dude, it's great. I mean, so the guy wants $7 billion. Uh Snyder's <laughs> ownership has gone from 1999 until now. He's 164, 220, and 2. They've won two playoff games. And made the playoffs six times. Oof. So they're two and four in the playoffs, and they have 164 wins with 220 losses in 23 years. 24 years? 24 now. I don't even know, dude. He, he, he it's been sucks. my whole existence. Yeah, he, he sucks. I mean, yeah. anyone can see And you see can't that. do anything. It's like, exactly. it's not like you got, you gave, like, people get mad. This is what it, why it's so insane being a Washington fan. I'm 29 years old. They've been bad the whole time. Like, they were good the year I was born, wasn't here yet, got out. Nothing, dude. Until now, nothing. And it's not like the majority of the team votes or the fan base votes. You're stuck with your own. Yeah, there's nothing. There's they have nothing to get, you can obviously, do. Obviously, 714 scandals to be like, all right, fine, I'll make $7 billion. Like, that's where we're at. And it just sucks, too. America. And I'm happy that Dan Snyder's on the verge of selling the team. But it just sucks that a guy like him, scumbag, has made this much money. He bought the team for eight hundred million back in nineteen ninety nine, and he's about to make six billion off of it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he sucks, dude. That, that's yeah. fucking America. Crazy, bro. bro. If you now, Washington's moving over, you though. Get real far. How scared would you guys be if we find out in a couple of weeks Lamar's going to Washington? I'd be oh, shitting dude, my would, pants yeah, if I was in NFC. Hundred percent. Yeah, that offense would be. Terry McLaurin would be the best receiver he's ever played well, with times how about, two. How, how much, how much league, better would dude. Curtis Samuel be? Last year we saw him kind of be like a poor man's Debo Samuel. So you have him running the end arounds, taking the ball, and then you have Lamar, Robinson, and Gibson. Like you said, with McCor- that offense would just be, it'd, it'd, be the, it'd be the best offense. Jaha. That, it'd be the How best offense that Lamar's ever played with. Now, probably be the best offense in the NFL. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot. There's well, a we'll lot. The a there's bit. a lot no, that goes into it because Washington would need to build a new offense around Lamar, and that that takes good coaching. But the enemy can do that. Yes, if he can. Anybody in the league exactly, can do that. Exactly. Yeah. If but I was Lamar, that's where I would want to go. It play. does take a lot. Don't get me wrong. 
But yeah, fuck yeah, I'd be I'd 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 be yeah. tight because so, I'm like fuck, Daniel man. Daniel Jones Giants getting are, the bread. You guys yeah. get your shit kicked in. The Giants are finally on the up, and then the Commanders get fucking Lamar. I'd oh, be tight. Dude, that would change but I'd be everything. happy for we Lamar and someone. That's all that yeah. matters. The way that they openly keep being like, I'm not talking to him. I'm not talking to him. It like makes me think of a girl that keeps saying like she's not talking to her ex, and she is. So I'm not oh, totally yeah. pushing it off the table. I mean, I know we got Jacoby Brissett. So maybe my, uh, maybe they just don't feel the need to get Lamar because we got Brissett no to compete with Howell. But I mean, we'll see what happens, especially with a guy like that in a situation like that. It, the off he might just be like, I just want to leave Baltimore. Like this is what I'm looking for, and everyone's like, Oh, deal. Like we don't know where that's gonna go. You don't know how that's gonna end. So I know they're out. Like we're not interested, but I feel like there's a reason they're saying that. There's a lot of teams that aren't interested that don't feel the need to openly be like, Yeah, we don't want them. Yeah, well, especially because the more they wait, I feel like the more the price works in their favor because yeah. the more desperate the Ravens will get because the Ravens know that no matter what, Lamar's not going to play for them. Right. So now they have to recoup on what they have out. So the more a team waits, the better price for them. But you also want to be the team to get him versus not getting him. And you don't want him so to think that it's you weird. don't want him. It's a weird either. dynamic. Yeah, and you don't want him to come in like, oh, Depressing. they didn't want me. They just like That's took the me in because I'm a value. Because the agent will filter all the negative exactly. that goes on in a business. Exactly. So, I mean, hey, it's his choice. So we'll see what happens. But he's saving know. a little bit of money, you know, whatever. Yeah, one last thing, dude. Just want to shout out Jesse Romano, dude, with his Maverick MMA title win. Just a dog, man. Him and Dave are dogs. Coldest pictures on the internet. New Instagram, top one. Awesome. Submission. Don't play with him, dude. Congrats. All right, All right well, Jared, you, you were on vacation, so you can wrap it up. All right. Uh, follow us on all socials at Pod. Check out our website, lunchbeerspodcast.com. Um, feel free to shoot us an email if you hate your job as much as we do. Lunchbeerspot at gmail.com. Um, and let's go Yanks.